Bonnet, the freeway killers, what ages did they have a preference in the age of boys or were they young men that they liked? Did they have any kind of characteristics that he was obviously a homosexual, I'm assuming? Since right. he was So what were their choice targets? He liked boys. They're called chicken hawkers. His favorite really were boys from about 13 to 15 or 16. And when a man, a male molester, likes boys of that age, the term is they're a chicken hawker. That's what they're called. Bonin liked any kid, and his youngest one he killed was 12. The oldest one he killed was 19. And he liked them slender and fair, typically light-skinned. He never killed a Hispanic or a black or an Asian. Mm -hmm. Always Caucasian boys and um, kind of what we would have called in the jail a soft, kind of uh, almost effeminate-looking boy. Hmm. Did he talk about this or was it – I mean, did these people actually talk about what they were doing to others or what were your interactions with them? I mean, did you talk to them about, I don't know, Sunday church services or – where, where did the conversations go with that? Uh... Well, you know, that's interesting because actually Bonin was raised Catholic. And one of the things that he said when his sentence came down, I saw him the night that he was sentenced to death for, I believe at that point it was 10 murders. And I said, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? And knowing he had a Catholic background. And he said, well, you know, you never know if you confess, if you go to heaven or hell. And I thought, oh, my God, this guy, he thinks he still may get into heaven if he confesses at the last minute. Oh, yeah, Yeah, I can see that. I also asked him at that point, how did it feel when you were killing a boy? And the boy was crying and pleading. Did you ever think about, feel sorry for the kid? Or did you ever think about, well, what are his parents going to think? And he said, no. And I said, well, you didn't feel badly when they were begging you not to kill him? And he said, no, I didn't feel anything. And I couldn't understand how somebody could kill another human being and not have some feeling. So I said, well, Bill, Bill, was it like killing an animal? And he said, no, I have much more feeling for an animal. And I thought, that's crazy. Whacking crazy beyond my comprehension. Was he killing them? Obviously, he was. He wanted them sexually. Was he killing them to just shut them up, or was that part of the sexual fantasy, part of his fantasy overall? I mean, are these people just acting out their deepest, darkest fantasies and, and don't have the moral restrictions or the ethical restrictions to stop? Yeah, or impulse, the impulse. He told me several times when I talked to him that he had no control, that he could not stop himself. And he said that the thing was that when he got feeling really agitated and nervous and really uptight, if he would go out and kill a kid, then he would feel relaxed again. And at first, he did have sex with them, and he would brutally rape them. And then later on, after about the fourth killing, I have actually, I have his handwritten confession. He said after the fourth killing, he realized that it wasn't the sex anymore. It was the act of killing that he wanted, that it wasn't really the sexual release, and that it was the power over life and death, that he had this, this child's life in his hands, and that's what got him off. I mean, if you're looking at the physiological aspects of this, I believe that's 
what I'm uh, I'm looking for here. Do they have some kind of miswiring in their brain where they get a like a sexual type impulse from this? I mean, I'm thinking sex. That's the only thing I can think of, or money maybe that I go ooh. But I, yeah. I, these people are actually going ooh about murder, about killing, yeah. just the act of killing. Yeah, that was what he liked most. I've come to the conclusion that in order to have a serial killer, there have to be several components. And I think one of them is, I really think it's partially genetic. You go to a nursery where there's a lot of babies, and some of them are quiet, some of them are giggling, some of them are screaming, some of them are really active, some placid. And I think that we are born with some kind of wiring already. Like I have blue eyes. And other people have brown eyes and brown hair. And then I think there's a misfiring in the genetic structure. And then if the person has a frontal lobe injury, and the frontal lobe is behind your forehead, and that's our impulse control. And then if also they have an obsessive-compulsive disorder where they're driven and obsessed about things, which Bonin certainly was. He was driven to kill. And then mm-hmm. also if they have an abusive childhood, which Bonin was abused by his grandfather, by a priest when he was in an orphanage, he was beaten by his alcoholic father. So all of these components, I think, came together to make him rageful and angry. And so he was the consummate poster boy for serial killers. Did he have a preferred method of execution or did he experiment? No. For the most part, I think only one he stabbed, Marcus Grubbs, which was one of his early victims. And he told me that when he picked up Grubbs, which was a, Grubbs was a German student traveling around, and when he first picked him up down in Huntington Beach, he didn't really intend to kill him. And then he got his knife out, and he said Grubbs was laying there. And he talked Grubbs into letting him tie him up, hands and ankles, for sexual excitement. Grubbs went along with that. And then Bonin said he got his knife, and he began to run his knife up and down this boy's body. He enjoyed the curvature and almost hairless body. And then Bonin said to me, I just got it in my mind to stab him. And he did. He stabbed him in the arm, and when he did, the kid went kind of crazy, Bonin, and began to thrash around and got himself loose from the bonds, and then he began to hit Bonin, and when he did that, then Bonin began to just stab blindly. Ultimately, the coroner said there were something like 77 stabbed marks to this boy's body. Later, Bonin said, yeah, that it got all over his his van, he had a van and it had a curtain actually between the front seats and the back seat, a Ford Econoline van, pale green in color, and had the kid in the back of the van, of course. And he said it got all over the curtains and all over the carpet and all over the place. And so he decided he wouldn't ever stab anybody again. It was too messy. So from then on, he always strangled the boy and almost always in fact i don't think there was any exception at all he would strangle the boy with his own t-shirt put around his neck but that was his way he killed uh, all the other kids in his confession there i read that he took an ice pick and and actually ice picked up through the nostrils and through the ears was that just a one-time occurrence or did did he commonly do that as well just one time that was just the one time now they found one body in his had been really mutilated 
and his penis had been cut off and was found a few feet from the body. And Bonin denied to me that he did that. And one of the other killers, whom I still write to actually, Jim Monroe, he was one of the ones that killed with Bonin. He said he did it. Supposedly it was Vernon Butt's idea to do the ice pick thing. Uh So uh, that wasn't always Bonin's big thing to use different tools. He just liked to strangle them. Wow. 